Well, tonight is a candlelight service. We'll get to that in about 15 minutes or so. But we uh, want to talk a little bit about two themes that are so popular at the Christmas season. It's the light of Jesus that comes into the world and the peace. You may have noticed the singing, the scripture verses about peace and also scripture verses about light. And so I'm going to read again uh, one of the scriptures that Joel read when we started today. It's in Isaiah 9, uh, verse 2. And uh, we've heard this much around Christmas. And I'm actually, uh, Eve, I'm going to read further along. Um, I'm going to start in chapter 9, verse 1. And I'm going to read all the way through to verse 10. No, verse 7. Isaiah 9, nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. As when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, and afterwards more heavily oppressed her by way of the sea beyond the Jordan in the Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You've multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you. According to the joy of the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff off his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian, and every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel for fire. I just feel like saying, Lord, let there be peace in Gaza and Israel. Let there be peace in Ukraine and in Russia. Lord, let there be peace in all the places around the world where there's conflict right now. Lord, we just thank you that this child, this son that is given brings peace. Verse six, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, and that's the government of all things, it's the kingdom's government, will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with righteousness and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. also want to read to you out of Luke 2 the uh, Christmas story where the angels appeared to the shepherds. Notice the words light and peace that were there in Isaiah. Isaiah lived about 800 years before the time of Christ and he prophesied about the Messiah bringing light, which is a metaphor for spiritual truth, for moral purity, for holiness, for God's kingdom to come on the earth and it would come through this child, this son that was born and it's increasing upon the earth, which is good news. And so now we come to Luke chapter 2, and there'll be some angels announcing this light and this glory that comes into the world. So starting in Luke 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out on the fields, keeping, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Love to have seen that light. That must have been amazing. And they were greatly afraid. 
And the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And some of your translations would say, uh, and favor upon whom God rests. I want to actually um, articulate that. The thing, that last phrase that says goodwill towards man is actually... If you, uh, the, the Hebrew understanding of God's goodwill is it came upon a select chosen people that God's favor was upon because they were elect and called to be in relationship with him. And so when it says this, it's the idea that when we receive this child that was prophesied, this Messiah, this son that was given, um, when we receive that child, we then become those people upon whom God's favor rests. So Lord, I thank you that there is favor on the church of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we ask that that favor would extend because Christ came for all people. So Lord, we just pray even this Christmas that our friends, our family, those that don't know him come to understand this Messiah and we ask for the favor of God to rest. The promise of peace of the light of truth is for those that honor the Son. I want to talk a little bit about this piece. I talked about it this morning, but I want to come at it from a slightly different application tonight. We talked this morning, and I know many of you were not here. We split our services today, but God's peace, it's actually in the nature of God. He carries peace in his personhood. There's a variety of texts, Old and New Testament, where it talks about the God of peace or the Lord of peace that Jesus being the prince or the king of priests and his kingdom is one of peace. It's one of righteousness, peace and joy in the realm of the spirit. And so this idea of peace, when Christ comes and we realize it's like the invasion of Normandy, when Christ comes with his peace, it's meant to actually envelop the earth. And at one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Christ is Lord. And so that peace is growing on the earth. And when Jesus spoke peace to storms, the storms quieted. When he spoke peace in a room, everybody's anxiety left. When he spoke, Lazarus come forth. And the peace that came from his voice, the subtleness of understanding of faith, of his relationship with the Father, it literally shifts realities. So Lord, I thank you that Jesus' peace is part of his kingdom and I pray, Lord, that that proclamation of peace would go out through the airwaves to our city and our state this night. By the way, when his spirit creates peace, he's actually causing it to happen. He's creating it inside you. The peace he creates is a peace of mind. It's a peace of heart. It's a subtleness of spirit. It's ministered to the, to the people of God by the spirit and it's something that flows within us. It creates healing. I love those words that were on that video. Healing, hope, life. All those phrases come because of the shalom, the peace that God carries. And it builds confidence. It's stabilizing. And so I just proclaim peace over all of us and all of our families. By the way, when peace comes, when you, 
if any of you felt that supernatural peace from the Lord, it's like all those things we've been striving to maintain. It's just like, oh, okay, I don't have to do it anymore. And it's all those things that we're worried about. It's suddenly we have this subtleness that God's got it. It's in his hands. That's why Christ came. He came to restore peace on earth and to bring the favor of God's blessing upon each and every one of us. So Lord, I thank you that you came to do that. And I thank you that we don't have to manage the world around us because you do that. And what we do to appropriate that is we bring our thoughts in captivity and we say, Jesus, I surrender this to you, the King of Peace. If I'm a son, it means I'm part of your kingdom, I'm part of your family, and apparently the kingdom family is about peace. It's above love, a lot about love and joy and peace. And I invite that peace into my household. This peace, by the way, can't be faked, and people recognize it when you're putting on false peace. But when you carry peace, everybody notices. And they actually notice so much, they come up and say, I don't know what's with you, but I need what you carry. I need what you have because I, something is different about you. Many of us had that testimony during COVID where there was this divine peace that rested on a number and people just like, how are you like settled? It's like, oh, God's caught this. We're just, the realm of heaven can be brokered through us as we appropriate his peace. The Lord will bring forth that peace and his peace will light our path. And so Lord, I just pray that you'd release peace to all of our families. Peace where there's relational conflict. Peace where there's worry about the future. Peace where there's challenges that we face, maybe economically or in our job. Maybe we feel like we've missed the calling of the Lord. Lord, we just declare peace and the divine subtleness, Lord, in quietness and in rest and in peace is your salvation and it is your strength. So Lord, we thank you for releasing peace to us. Now I want to talk a little bit about how you apply this and then we'll go into uh, light. Light, of course, being a metaphor and we're going to be lighting candles in just a minute about this. This morning I used Philippians chapter 4 to apply it with six principles tonight. I've just got three, and it comes out of Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. And I want to read that to you. You can hear it. it I just give you a hint. It's not, it's not rocket science on this. It's the active verbs in these texts. So listen when you hear the active verbs. It's in Matthew 11, starting in verse 28. By the way, the things here, there's... Um, there is religious rules that are causing people to be concerned. And then there's the freedom that Jesus is having by eating with sinners that's creating chaos. You've got a religious political divide and everyone's up in arms about it. And here's Jesus' response to this in verse 28. Come to me, there's an active verb, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So three things to appropriate that peace this, this Christmas, this season, as you approach the new year is come to him. Jesus invited them saying, come to me. 
And that involves us making a choice to say, I'm gonna get my eyes off the problems and I'm gonna come to Jesus. And I'm gonna literally sit at where he is and I'm just gonna come and I'm gonna present myself. Jesus, I cannot deal with this burden, but I'm coming to you. And we literally come. That's all he looks for is our coming to him. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. And it's the idea of the animal that was yoked if you know about it, they would train a younger animal by yoking the animal, which is a, an implement that would go across the neck of two oxen, for example. And the larger ox that knew exactly what to do would carry the main load and it would lead along the younger one. And literally the, yo, the load of the younger one would be carried mostly by the older ox. And so Jesus says, look, come to me and take my yoke upon you because I'm gonna do the heavy labor and you'll just partner with me in what I'm doing in the journey. And all you have to do is stay connected to me. And as you're connected and yoked to me, it's not like the religious yoke. It's not like the yoke of people's expectations. It's not like the yoke of the world system. It's a yoke of the righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom. It's the hope that I bring. It's the grace from heaven. It's the mercy of God. It's my favor. Come to me. Yoke up with me, get connected, and stay and follow my journey. I will lead you on the path of peace and the ways of righteousness. The third thing it says is learn from me. I kind of like that. It's the idea of learning to become like Jesus and to respond like he does. We actually, as disciples, we are literally positioning ourselves under Jesus as we're yoked to him. And we learn to do the things that Jesus does. We learn to walk in what Jesus walks in. And we learn to broker peace and light and hope and love to the world around us as we simply follow Jesus. So Lord, thank you for your peace tonight. We do wanna learn from you, the author and perfecter of our faith, the king of peace, the kingdom of peace. And Lord, we do ask that even as we face a potentially politically divisive year, we just say, let your peace come to America. Let your peace come to the church. Lord, we learned division during COVID did not work. Lord, let us be people of peace that broker peace. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Now we wanna talk a little bit about light and then we're gonna light our candles. The light, of course, is the glory of the Lord that's shown around the angels. The light is the moral truth that Jesus proclaimed. In John chapter one, it talks about Jesus being with God in the beginning. He was the word of God, he was with God, and he came to bring light to a world that by and large did not receive it. John the Baptist was a witness to the light, which was Jesus. And to those that believed and received in him as the son of God, he gave the right to become his children. And then talking about us that received, it says, and we saw his light and beheld his glory full of grace and truth. And we received heaven's reality through the light that Jesus carried. So as we light our candles tonight, we're, we're thinking about the light that Jesus brought and we're appropriating in our household. So let me... Um, read a couple of scriptures about this. 
Light speaks of God's truth, his moral purity, his love, his complete embodiment of all that's good. It's also figurative of the fact that God's kingdom is full of truth. Darkness is the absence of light. So Lord, shine your light on a world in darkness, like it said in Isaiah 2. Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, said it this way. Speaking of the Messiah, arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles, which are the nations of the earth, shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. So Lord, thank you that your light came, that there was that visual picture of the glory shining around the angelic host that proclaimed the king of peace coming to the earth. Jesus said these words about himself in John 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In John 12, 46, he said, I have come as light into the world, and whoever believes in me shall not abide in darkness. In Matthew 5, verse 14, he then speaks of us, basically saying we're gonna be light carriers. And that's the purpose of the candlelight service. You, speaking of his followers, are light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives to light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were formerly in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Therefore walk as children of light. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the light of the world. So by way of application, if you haven't received the peace of the kingdom of God, of right relationship with him, of seeing him touch and restore marriages, things in your life when you come to him, when you're weary and heavy laden, if you've not understood what it means to actually be yoked to the king of the universe, it's a good time to say yes in your heart. Just say, yes, Jesus, I invite you in. Thank you for that reminder. This is what the season's about. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus, and for even for those of us that know him and have known him for years, in 2024, would you rule in my heart in a new way? Lord, I surrender all. I lay down my control. I lay down my dreams before you and I trust you as the king of peace. Would you speak to the storms that may present themselves this year? Would you be a light unto my path? Would you reveal the truth of your word? And would you shine your glory upon my family? And would you transform everything around me? Through my life, we thank you in Jesus' name. So as we light our candles tonight, um, we are going to, we're gonna turn out the lights in just a minute. Um, as you light your candles, we'll be singing a hymn together. And we're actually remembering that Jesus is the light of the world. Um, the kids already have um, candles that are um, electric, which is good, so they don't do this with the, the wax on everything. Uh, on your hand. Here's how you uh, do a candle if you've not done this before. Um, if mine is lit, you're going to tip your, your candle. Let's say this is the candle that's lit. 
yeah, let's light it. Let's just do that. I would tip my candle towards it and I light it that way. And then I hold it up for the next person next to me to tip their candle and light it. That way you're not gonna get wax on your hands, etc. We're gonna be going down the, the, the rows. Uh, there'll be, I'll invite uh, some of my staff. Others are gonna come. We're gonna light a candle. We're gonna probably have four people that will come down the rows. Those of you on the end will tip your candle towards and light it and just pass it down. So um, that's how we'll do it uh, tonight. And um, let me pray for us. And uh, while we do that, if we could turn out the lights, there'll be a little bit of light to be seen. It looks like our doors to the lobby are open, so you'll see lights. So if we could dim the lights, um, including the stage lights, that'd be awesome. Thank you, Lord. Are you going to sing from here? Okay, I'll move. So I'm going to come down here. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the light of life. Thank you that you're the light that came into the world. And tonight, we actually, it's an honor to celebrate you as we, we have time with family, as we, we look to your presence, we look to your peace, your hope, your kingdom, your righteousness, your joy. Lord, we just honor you as the light of the world. So thank you, Jesus, that you came and you brought light. Jesus, would you now pass your light to the remaining disciples in the room? And we, would, we just declare that we will be a people of light. Thank you, Juan. We're gonna go down the rows while we sing this carol. This is familiar to many of you. We just bless you.